I think one of these days we're gonna get Josh Ryback in some Lokes in a lowrider hat. <laughs> Episode number twelve, California Girls Wrestling Podcast. Oh, Josh, we are super lucky today. I'm kind of jacked, actually. We have two greats joining us today. We got, uh, of course, Jimmy Bowers filling in for our always absent Mario. He's uh, out at the farmer's market. Uh, I think he had something he needed to pick up. And then, of course, we have uh, CIF state champ, uh, UWW nationals runner-up, Fargo runner-up. Uh, I like her a lot. Uh, Anya Drury from Westminster High School. So how are you, Anya? Good. I'm good. good. How are you, Jimmy? I'm fantastic. And now I get to talk with the champ. I'm even better. Nice. Josh, I hope you're doing good. Josh, you worked like three 20-hour days this week, didn't you? Yeah. Got to work well the sun. You know, got to make hay while the sun shines. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, before wrestling season. So that's going to – the toll really takes on. But it's already – we're a little bit behind today, so let's just jump into it as usual. Anya, I hope you're doing good. I uh, hope you're feeling all right. We're going to start off with you. Um, you're a successful kid, but um, did you begin with wrestling? Like, what, what's your background in terms of sports and prior to? Uh, I started with judo, and then my dad transitioned me to uh, – I did pretty well in judo. And then um, I transitioned to jiu-jitsu when I was, like, seven years old. And then I did pretty well in jiu-jitsu. And then when I went to high school, my dad put me in wrestling. So, so your dad's the one who's kind of like yeah, a little bit. Was he a wrestler himself? No, he didn't. He did Muay Thai and he did Aikido, but nothing like grappling. Okay, it's kind of interesting that he pushed you yeah. that direction, though. Did he just kind of see the importance of it, or yeah, that's oh. what he did. He was like, "Oh, this is something she would be good at," and put me in. And and your and your background, like your. Your your mom and your dad, like, what, like, where do they like? Oh, originally? oh, my mom was born in Japan. Oh, I wasn't born born in Japan too, but my mom's Japanese and my dad's white. Oh, okay. So they met in Japan. Yeah, they met in Japan. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Josh. All right. What uh, what high school are you currently attending? And um. What club are you currently wrestling at? Or is it the same? What are you doing? No, um, I wrestle at Westminster High School for my high school team, and I wrestle at Solomar for my club team. Awesome. Nice. Jimmy, go ahead. All right. Well, now I know why I like you a lot, though, because uh, I'm a half-breeder, too. I'm part Japanese, too. So go Japan. Look at him. Look at him. He's already just trying to build that bridge. Hey, man, I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. So, uh, who are you, who are your coaches, Drury? Who are your coaches? Um. So Ramos is my coach. Des, his daughter, is my coach. And then Brian Vasquez is my coach from Westminster, and Provenzano is from Westminster is also my coach. Well, I just gotta say they've done a hell of a job, all of them. Yeah, they do a good job. Yeah. Right. Coach Vasquez and Coach Pro, they've they're super good guys. And and I met Coach Vasquez at state, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, super cool guy. I know like Des liked him a lot. Was like, dude, he's super chill. Like he's a really he's cool great. guy. He's yeah. Great. And I think I even think they like went out later in the night, like the group of people all went out and like, hung yeah, out. So they had a good time. So that's cool. And then um 
with, with them, like, how is it, how's the team structured for you? Like, is, I mean, I don't think there's really a lot of girls on the Westminster team, correct? Yeah, I'm the only girl. Oh, there's like come and go, but yeah, I'm the only girl. Consistent girl? Yeah. There's what they call those flyby wrestlers, right? They just come and stay for a little bit and say, all right, thank you, yeah. bye. We're getting they, some good ones, though. They, they think it's cute at first, and Anya gets in there and goes live, just like, <laughs> and then they're like, wait, I thought we were just going to look cute in a uniform. Now I'm actually out of <laughs> You, hey, hey, you mean you mean she's going like fifty percent live, and they're getting scared. <laughs> yeah, because Anya's not like one of those girls who like makes an example out of somebody. She's right, like, right. She, like she genuinely wants you to come out, you know. And then, yeah, she's not one of those girls at all. What's the, what's the what's funny is the connection I have with her coaches is when I was in high school, uh, we used to go for to go over to Fountain Valley when Provenzano was there, and he used to beat up on me. When I was in high school, and then also Brian's dad was one of my co one of my high school coaches. Oh, okay. At that so. sucks. No, that like that's funny because well, it's it's a typical like OC like you know uh, group, right? Like they just everybody kind of wrestles for the same coaches, yeah. and those coaches all kind of like wrestle together too, and it's just kind of like the circle of life in Orange County. Exactly. <laughs> It kind of just goes full circle. So who knows, Anya? You may one day be like coaching against Michaela. You know, as, so. as that'd a, be fun. Yeah, and then it's just like oh, all over again, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so back to me. Um, so when did you start competing nationally? Nationally? Yeah. Um, the end of my freshman year, I went to Oklahoma State, and I did really, really bad. I did so bad, but that's when I started. Oh, okay. So you started wrestling as a freshman. Yeah, I started wrestling as a freshman. Okay, and then it just you just had a bad outing that that time. So bad. Yeah. So, bad. <laughs> so because you had a pretty good, you had a successful freshman year, right? You took second in state. Yeah. And you, I don't think you probably expected to do. I mean, what was it? What would you say it was that resulted in such a bad result for you? Well, like, it was first, my first time without my like main coach, um, Coach B or Brian Vasquez. Like uh -huh. I wasn't with him, so I was so nervous. I was okay. super nervous. And then what what happened between your first and your second year? Like, like how were you able to make those? Like, what adjustments did you have to make, or what what was different about the trips and all that stuff? Oh well, like I was just kind of used to it, and I'm like, oh, I actually kind of like belong here. I'm like actually kind of good. So I'm like, oh, well, like I shouldn't be so nervous. Like, I'm not I'm not nothing without my coach. So I got like a little more confident. Okay, that's good. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, like. I was upset, you know, because, well, first, like, we didn't take you to, to UW, or we didn't take you to Oklahoma, but we went to UWWs, and then you're telling me, like, you're texting your teammates, and they're, like, yeah, at you, good. like, oh, uh, don't, uh, you're going to get this girl next, and watch out, and it was, like, on it's, like, I'm just, like, like, why, why are they saying that to you, you know, but you, you pass it with flying colors, I mean, you did a great job. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Jimmy, go ahead, I think, next one. All right. So uh, what are your aspirations that you have for wrestling in your future? Uh, what do you aspire? Well, first, first, like, I want to win Fargo next year. I want to win it. And then my senior year, I'm not really sure what I want to do. I think I want to go to Pan Americans and stuff and the world stuff, and then I want to win those. Nice. Right on. I, Josh, like I think I skipped you on accident, yeah. Josh. Oh, that's, that's great. Um, what are your highlights Anya, tell us your highlights of your wrestling career so far, and then also give us some of your highlights of your uh, jujitsu and judo career 
over the history. Give me the, give us those highlights. Let people know what what have you accomplished. Well, I think my like biggest highlight in like wrestling so far is like winning state this year, because it was just like it was an improvement from last year, and I had a lot of pressure to like do better than like second. So I'm really happy that I didn't get second, that I got first. And then from like jujitsu and stuff, I mostly like remember like going against dudes, and I will like win. And then those are like my like things that I remember. Nice. I mean, that, I think that kind of says how tough our state is too. When when Anya could take second at UWW Nationals, take second in Fargo, and still the highlight of her of her season so far has been to win California State. And I guess the girl too that you knew, a familiar person that uh, yeah. she met at your tournament, right, Josh? Yeah. Who? Which? Yeah, it was Link. Link. That though. Mm-hmm. Destiny. Yeah. Um, yeah. At our tournament, that was just a that was a great match, and it just happened to yeah. flop the other. And that girl's so strong. I she is. Was, she's really good. I mean, it was like a that one was a nail biter. Yeah, I know for sure. And then, um, and we actually saw her the week. I think the week, like a couple weeks before, we saw her at uh, Jimmy's tournament. That was the first time we had saw him playing, and uh, yeah. she, she took Bowman. Dude, to the wire. To the end. One point, one point win. Yeah. Uh, Bowman beat her by one. In overtime, right? Yeah. Or, or was that the end? It was at the no, end. Oh, it was towards, towards the end. It yeah. was right towards the end. Yeah. And it was just like, whoa. Like, and then looking at the brackets, and I'm like, oh, God, Anya's wrestling this girl, and she's tough. And I wasn't at the tournament. I, I wasn't kicked out of that tournament. Um, But um, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, but yeah, I saw that, and then we, we dropped the match, and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I will. We kind of seen her, and then Anya looked really game though. Like she looked like she was like she knew what she needed to do. She didn't look nervous at all. She looked like she was like, yeah, okay, I'm ready to ready to go and do this. So it was it was good. So um, let's see here. All right, so um, go leading into aspirations. I, I you want to go to college and wrestle or yeah, you, I yeah, go to college. Okay, and then um with that like what do you what do you think you want to study in college like what are some of the, the things that you think i know you're, you're, you're barely going into your junior year and stuff like that but yeah. what kind of things do you think you might want to study that's so hard i'm so confused um i think i like like child protective services stuff like that i really like like policies i want to do that kind of stuff Ooh, it'd be good to be in there and be like a a lobbyist or a lawmaker you know and kind yeah, of protect kids that's what I'm and stuff like that in. Mm-hmm. That would be really good. I mean, I think this is a good conversation to have too because you have a lot of, hopefully, have more college coaches watching these podcasts and gives them an idea of like, hey, you better get your package ready and know know what you're, <laughs> what you're going to offer, you know. So that's good. And then, and then, uh, do you know anybody in that field right now that that? I have no idea. Is fortunate. Okay, we'll have to work on that for you. Uh, uh, Josh, you up next? Ruth. Yeah. Um. I think we kind of a little bit aspirations and what are what are your goals for, let's say this year, your junior year, your senior year, um, and then post. Like, if you want to go to college wrestle, would you like to try to get on the Olympic ladder? Um, you want to go compete? Like, let's go even further. Would you like to compete in MMA with your jiu-jitsu background, or you just want to wrestle? Um, so for this year, I want to win Fargo, and then next year. I think I want to go more like international and win some international tournaments. And then after that, like in college, I think I definitely want to be really good. I want to be like top five at least, which I think I can do. And then after that, I have no idea. I feel like 
I feel like if I wanted to do MMA, I would be pretty good at it. Like, I think I could do it because it's jitsu and judo. I think I can do it. And then, but like, it's something that I'm not that interested in right now. Okay. Fair enough. Right now, right now it's fun time. Yeah. Rest yeah. Time. There's still, still some goals to accomplish before you start moving on to that direction, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have to make money, you know, getting hit, I think that's probably a preferred yeah. thing for parents and coaches. Like, yeah, rather yeah, you can make a hit. <laughs> my parents don't like that. Yeah, I'd imagine it's not. Your mom's a sweetheart, by the way. I mean, we, we don't talk much, but whenever I do see her, she's always super sweet. She's like, the your best. dad's a super cool guy. Like, super cool. My so, mom's the best. Yeah. She's crazy good. What's up, Jimmy? You're next. All right. So, it's so a two part question, actually, Drew. So, one, do you cut weight? And then two, if you do cut weight, what's the foods that get you through your weight cutting? Oh yeah, I cut weight, but I don't like it. I hate it. Um, we all, we all do. Yeah, I think I cut like 10, 15 pounds every time, which is not terrible, but I, don't, I, I definitely hate it. And the thing I like to eat, oh, I put like Gatorade into popsicle molds and I suck on that. And I like chocolate milk, but I'll drink like very little before my workout and I'll drink it. But I know you're not supposed to, but I do it anyway. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah but I don't eat much. Oh, so that's the secret, everybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gatorade popsicles and chocolate milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then um, do you have any like like rituals? That you that like are like are you superstitious at all? Is there any like pre match things you gotta make sure you do or have? Yeah. 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 I have you. to have my back cracked before every every match or I won't do good. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. If it makes you feel aligned. Yeah, my coach cracks my back really hard. I have to do that. And I have to do sprints before my matches. I Just have to sprint. Wake yourself up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I talk to myself too. Or I hum. I hum to myself. Ooh, okay, yeah, because I was going to ask, like, what what are some, because, uh, again, like, I don't ever see you, like, super overly, like, pumped to, you know, matches <laughs> or after matches. Uh, like, what are you listening to? Like, what, what's your music that you're either, I want to know your music when you perform match, and I want to know your music that you work out to. Oh, they're pretty much the same. I like listening to really sad songs, like depressing songs, <laughs> before and after matches. Because I get so scared and I get so, like, hyper. So, like, I need something to calm down. So, I just need to, like, listen to really sad songs. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Josh, you got anything you want to hit her with on the side? Like, uh, No, I just, that was, that's interesting. Sad song. <laughs> yeah, really depressing songs. Hey, so so uh, yeah, depressing song when she was wrestling in the state championship. She was singing, "You got what I need." <laughs> this is and she took it. Yeah. And she took it. <laughs> that would be terrible. Oh my gosh. So when, like, how did your parents take you having the success that you did? I mean, I know um, after your first um, trip out, not maybe doing so well, and then you come back and you're like, I'm a second in the nation and then you go on to Fargo and then it's like I'm second in the nation again like how they how do they take that well they're like really chill about it like they don't they don't stress about it they don't put any stress on me and they whenever I come home they're like oh how'd you do and I'm like oh I got like fifth and they're like oh great I got first and like oh great they're always like I come home and there's always food ready they don't really talk about it that much and if I if I tell them like oh yeah I got destroyed in finals they just kind of like laugh it off so it's like it's really great that's pretty, that's 
pretty lucky, man. I can remember coming home and not being like, oh, yeah, I took first. My mom's like, good, take the trash out. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, they like, got food ready. No, they ask me what I want. That's great. Dang, that sounds like a pretty good upbringing. You ever get that lucky, Josh? Yeah. No, I got you. You got second. You're not getting a ride home. You can run home from the. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, your parents are super nice. <laughs> so, um, what has, did anything really catch you off guard this year? I mean, was there anything? Whether it was in a match or how well you did or, or anything like that, they caught you off guard. Oh, yeah, because I wasn't a really big believer in like hard work pays off. I'm just like, oh, these things happen. So, like, so when I started like, like, working harder this year and like results started coming up, like last year I didn't place at nationals, but this year I did really well. So, I'm like, oh, well, what my coach is telling me is good. Like, it's correct. So, it's like that took me by kind of surprise. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, what. Give us an idea of how your training schedule changed from your first year going getting ready for nationals and your second year getting ready for nationals. Well, last year I didn't have SOMAR, so that was like a big detriment in my training. And then, so sophomore year I had Des, uh, your daughter, coaching me a lot, and that helped me so much. That helped me a lot. And then my coach started like he kind of already like freshman year he was trying to figure me out, but this year he already knows like my mood swings and what I need and what I don't need. Like he can't yell at me and stuff like that. And like, he knows how to coach me. And then does obviously already knew how to coach me. It was like instant connection. It was good. So this year was a lot better. No, that's good. That's awesome. And then, um, because Des, you, you, like you're part of somewhere. We kind of run our schedule a little different, but Des really was the main one that really got her hands on you really got, you know, a, a good read on you in terms of like how to read you in the corner and stuff like that. Like, how are you in the corner? Are you somebody who needs like, you know, I'm, are, are you somebody who needs like somebody to bring you back up? Or are you somebody that just needs you to give you specific information? Like, like how would you say you are in the corner and how would you say that your connection with your coaches is, you know, it, when you come to the corner and stuff like that? Yeah, I feel like once I go into the corner, I just need someone to put like piece me back together because I like kind of fall apart mentally inside of a match and I get like I panic and I don't have my head straight. So when I go back to the corner, I just expect someone to put me like put me back, like put all my brain pieces back together. And does does that really well? Nice. And Coach Brian, like how how does he? Uh, what's his he approach? Does a great job. Does a great job with that well, he too. He says, "Oh, Anya, you're okay. You're gonna be fine. Just keep doing what you're doing." And I'm like, "Okay, okay. Just stay calm. Stay calm." And then I'll go back, and I'll be just fine. That's good. I think that's a pro probably a part of coaches that coach boy uh, that coach a boys team that have girls on their team don't realize that when you're, the difference in coaching males yeah. and females is that there's just a different mindset and approach that you have to have. Yeah. And some of those girls, I mean, Jimmy, how do you feel about that? I mean, you've you've got you've had hammers on your team, dude. I mean, we could go through the laundry list of girls that have been just super successful. I mean, have they all pretty much been the same? I mean, Suhei Seha, um, uh, Shandrea, Shelby, um, you know, Alyssa Asseville, um, you know, all those girls, like, were they all the same? I mean, could you approach them all the same or how, how did they differ? I mean, like uh, Drew just said a while ago, uh, personalities, you know, you got to understand who, who's stronger at what and, what not to do because sometimes kids and we have to remember that as coaches that they're still kids, you know, and some of them will just shut down because they don't know how to take, you know, what you give it. They're not used to that. So you have to kind of, you know, you have to be professional about it, but you, I mean, there's, yeah, you gotta be tough on our, on our kids, but some kids just don't react to 
you know, certain things. And you get, yeah, you have to all treat them all different. And, and that's what makes it so tough about, you know, having a, a big squad of girls, which a lot of, a lot of organizations don't want to do. And that's the reason why they don't want to have a girls team is because you're dealing with, like for me, I'm dealing with 50 plus personalities, you know, but yeah. you just got to be able to adjust to a man and, and, uh, and it, remind them that it's it's you know it's okay to, to have bad days and you gotta learn and you know you got it's okay to be emotional because the, the way I see it man when like I tell my girls when you're emotional that means that tells me you care you know if if you really didn't react to uh you know failure and that's okay because when practice I tell them there's no there's no losses at practice right you're going out there and you're learning you're training with studs all day long so it's okay to get your butt kicked every day. And yeah. when you got it, you have to, especially, you know, I have a ton of girls and when they're on the same cycle, I'm done. I have to keep my mouth shut, you know, cause the, the it's over after that. <laughs> I, I'd be like, whatever y'all, whatever you girls need, I got you. Bauer shows up with like a can full of chocolate and like some <laughs> Hey man, I'm used to it. I, I I totally understand. And they they know, they they know uh, that I can tell when you know when it's coming that time or where where they're all having a bad day or whatever. You just gotta adjust to it, man. You gotta. I, I make them. They have fun working hard. If, if that makes any sense, you know. I got them to the point where, uh, yeah, they're 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 busting their ass, but they're having fun doing it because they know that it's gonna benefit them later on. Um, sorry about that. As we're on Facebook, we're on uh, Instagram Live right now too. So, um, Josh, you know, you run a one-girl team, you know, kind of like Anya does. Um, how does your team approach, you know, the difficulties of, of trying to integrate a young lady into the program? I mean, is she just one of the guys? Uh, is there a kind of handles them? Like, how does that all work? Yeah, we run. Uh, this year, we got two incoming freshmen that. Are joining the team so we actually are tripling our <laughs> size of our team this year um but and then one of them one of them's really really gonna be good too she's kind of just got the doesn't necessarily have the it we talked about it i think a couple mm -hmm. of weeks ago might have been with bowers yeah. um not necessarily the it but she's pretty talented um just naturally like a cat but we run it um she is just one of the guys complete immersion. We run one practice. She runs, you know, she drills with the boys. Uh, she wrestles live with the boys. She's she's on the boys team, really. I mean, because we're one wrestling team at our school. Um, we really can't be two separate teams, otherwise we'll have a practice by herself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, you know, they they include her. They're very supportive. Um, they want her to get better. Um, I mean, she's a perfect partner for our younger, you know, uh, 106 varsity guys and younger, little bigger JV guys. So. Well, that's good. Uh, and, and Anya, I mean, it's evident that your team really kind of welcomes you in and kind of, uh, you know, just, you're just part of the team, you know, but in the future, you know, when, when, when you do have more girls and stuff like that, how does that work? I mean, do they, are you kind of still queen B even to, to the boys? You know, at that point, or, or is it still kind of like just girls in the room, whatever? 
Yeah, well, I think my team's really nice. They don't really care if it's a girl or a dude. But, like, it definitely makes a difference if there's more girls inside the room. Like, the vibe kind of changes. But I think, I think mm-hmm. I'll always be kind of like, oh, the girl on the team. But we uh-huh. have some girls, like, coming in that are really good. Like, they, there was a girl that was from my jiu-jitsu that she's coming in, and she's really good. And I feel like she's going to be integrated into the team just like I am. And they're all super nice about it, and they're supportive. And they, like, mess around just like they do with any other dude. Awesome. Nice. Hey, Anya, can you uh, – I heard, I heard a rumor from a coach that is one of your coaches at your high school that when you were getting ready to come into high school that your dad called a couple local high schools and they pretty much said, uh, we don't have a girls program, we're not really going to cater to you. Is that true that you know yeah. of? Yeah, that's true. Wow. Yeah, my dad told me. But it's all right. Like I, but, I get it. I get so it. So there was multiple multiple schools that do not have a state placer. <laughs> they don't even have a state placer, boys or girls, turned down a freshman state placer finalist and a sophomore state champ that could have gotten a lot of recognition to their wrestling team in general, but they decided that actually one of the programs, one of my alma maters, I believe it was, uh Marina High School had Vicky Anthony, a successful, very successful girls wrestler at that school, and still, you know, that's crazy. That that's astonishing to me that I hear these stories all the time of yeah. these coaches that either don't know how to coach girls, don't want the drama, whatever it might be, whatever preconceived notions they have, that are just willing to. I mean, on it's not like I got this girl that kind of wants to wrestle. It's I got this like nationally a national level girl in another sport that wants to wrestle. Uh, it's yeah. just astonishing to me. Yeah. What do you I think, Lars? Uh, I think it was stupid. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't get I'm, I'm surprised I didn't get called, but Bowers, Bowers is currently trying to find a time machine on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> currently searching time machine. I'm, like, I'm thinking I'm glad I didn't get that call. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Howard is like, how do I time travel? He's looking up Tesla theories and stuff right now. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of which, um, Josh, how is it that yeah. there's not a Ryback in the stable in Corona? That's my, I mean, you guys are like right off the 91. You got 50 girl team right there. I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's more like you like missing the boat or Bowers slipping. On his, uh, hey, I honestly, I didn't even know. I thought, I thought he lived in Orange County, and then when I found out he's my neighbor at Nationals, I was like, "What the? <laughs> really?" He brought over my a heart. Like, I, I felt like broken. Like, yeah, sugar, huh? He's like knocking on the door. He's like, "Hey, can I use a cup of sugar?" He's like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "Ah, oh, years." <laughs> that, that's so how I started coaching five. I think oh, tra- my sixth year at Esperanza. Oh, this is my sixth year at Esperanza now. So, uh, you know, she kind of grew up in that room and she felt comfortable there. And we were going to move to Orange County anyway. And then the housing market started going crazy. And we said, oh, maybe we won't move to Orange County. We'll stay out this way. Uh, but, yeah, then Bowers, when he did find out, he was like, I'm kind of hurt. I'm really, I'm, I'm really hurt that you live so close. Oh, I couldn't make sense of it. I was like. Yeah, I, I was tough. But I, I think my daughter's maybe not tough enough to go to Corona High School. And I, 
that's rough. Oof. I mean, I mean, let's well, let's think about it. Who did you have in the weight this year, Jimmy? No, no, I, I, I don't even mean like in the wrestling room. I meant in the school. <laughs> now, what, what did you say? I'm sorry, my ear blood fell out. What? I, I said I don't think my daughter would be tough enough to attend Corona High School. He thinks, being a, yeah, being they, a sheltered, a little yeah. sheltered white girl. Hey, that's, that's what, that, but that's what you have me for, man. <laughs> Jimmy's escorting her from class to class. Hey, you know, you, you know how many softies I had come in my room when they first started, man, and then when they walked out, you know. Different, I, different athletes. I don't think anybody's messing with you when you got Suhei on one side and Alyssa Asimov on the other side, yeah. and Shelby behind you. I don't think you have a whole lot to worry about. Like I think, I think this the, the crowd just parts like the Red Sea. And we are, and we are, and this is why we are twenty eight twenty eight percent Caucasian. And and I think that yeah, there's a, probably a couple more Fusies that are still pretty big over there in Corona, right? Isn't there like twelve of them? Or no, no. I, I already coached all the all the the boys, but Mama Fusi, she's gonna go head back to the island and, and grab me some more Fusies and start them <laughs> up again. She 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 told me that already. She promised me. She goes, "Don't worry, Coach. I'm going to the island and I'm getting more Fusies." <laughs> By the Fusies, okay. So. I love that lady, man. She. But they're always big supporters. But yeah, that, I, I, there's I've already uh, coached the last uh, son, the youngest son. He's in uh, on his mission right now uh, in Guatemala. So uh, they were a blessing. So hopefully, I get some more. So Anya, let's ask you a question about this. Is there a weight class that you really prefer to watch outside of your own that you like to watch during tournaments or anything like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like I like uh, Cheyenne Bowman's weight, one twenty six. I think that's a cool weight class. And then I like uh, one of the lighter weights. It's, I think it's 101 or 106s. The lighter weights are always super fun to me. The super light ones. Yeah. Like it's kind of twigs. little cats. Yeah. I call, I call them the littles. Those are the littles. Yeah. Yeah. They're so vicious, so it's fun to watch. Yeah, that is kind of fun. Like, yeah, I mean, well, Bowers always has those one, 106s and 101s that come out. Uh, your girl last year that she didn't place, but she was unity. Like she was like really freaking tough, dude. I watched her throw. Yeah. I'm like, God, that girl's tough. So it's like yeah, you she, breed them out there in Corona. I think. Yeah, she's a first year girl too. I wish she would have had been with me her freshman year, but she she's a jujitsu girl, you know, and uh, and she was like raw. She's a little fighter. So putting the the wrestling skill together for her. Uh, it was it was amazing amazing just to see her growth because it was a few girls that she lost to just her very first tournament and then she beat them all she beat everybody that she lost to in the beginning so because she was actually learning how to wrestle so I mean one if, more year if you guys think I mean we maybe we'll do this at the at a Somar tournament with all these girls who cross train in jujitsu maybe we'll just have like an open like just jujitsu like you know what here we go yeah. girls. We'll start you off, you know, just let them go. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have in my varsity lineup this year, I'm going to have three freshmen uh, that are all jiu-jitsu girls that have been busting their ass. So you'll uh, have those three plus Daniel Garcia is a, a jiu-jitsu girl. Yeah. We could throw in you, Anya, Heaven Horan, uh, Bowman. Um God, the the Sudol, the Sudol twins from your Belinda, they're both jujitsu girls. Yeah, with Danny. With Danny. Yep. Um, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't put any of them against a Rusi though. That's a good thing she graduated because those those girls live in that gym. I think. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, there's quite a few girls that are jujitsu uh, girls. My 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 one sixty uh, pounder. I think she's going on to fifties this year. Uh, I, her her she was my biggest transition. She's a hardcore jujitsu girl. She's a junior now, but she actually had Kiri Shell, the CIF champion, master champion, on her back at Marina Valley three times. Oof. And she just couldn't, you know, she's still learning to wrestle. Yeah. And she literally had her back three times trying to pin her and put it and fell off in the last round and got pinned by Kiri. So she's kicking herself in the ass when she sees her on the top of the podium at Masters as a champion, you know? And yeah. So, but she'll be good. She's only a junior, so I got her too. And, and uh, you know, Amara's a jujitsu girl too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we could, we could probably have a pretty good little champions pool. We'll do, we're, we'll do it like we're going to do the takedown tournaments, Jimmy, like we always do, where we do the champions pool. These yeah, this way, the three from this way, like and just let them. I th honestly, I think that's a nice little touch. I think that we do that. I don't think you get to see it very many places where, because you always have those those brackets, right? Where it's like, okay, if Anya w was in a champions pool, it would have been Anya with um, with Bowman. With whoever was in between them, who won in between them? Was it Othman? Who, who won? Who won stayed in between you and Bowman, Anya? I have no idea. One thirty-twos. I don't know. Thirty-twos. Was it? Was that? I forget who that was. Off the top of my head. But yeah, so that'll be kind of fun. Um, alrighty, Anya. So we won't keep you anymore, Anya, unless you want to stay on and and talk with us. We're gonna talk right now. Uh, it, was it was Coralejo, Candice. Coralejo. That's who it's Candice. Candice. Yeah, that would be a think about that champions pool right there. That champions pool would be vicious, like because we we well we got to see it at the Somar event. We got to see uh, Bowman and Anya get after it, and that was fun. That was real fun coming in, and it was like, oof, okay, we we saw some things that we probably didn't expect to see, and it was like, oh man, this is good. So uh, more of that coming. But all right, Anya, well, we're gonna go ahead and let you go. Thank you so much for uh, for coming out to spend right. some time with us. Thank you. We'll probably have you in the future. All right, so, bye-bye. Thanks, Anya. All right, have a good night. All right, guys. So let's get moving then. Um, I don't know. This is pretty much like a free-for-all time. So you guys want to all like kind of just bring up a topic that's on our mind and we'll kind of shoot. Hey, you know what? And, and I, I want to piggyback up what we were talking about earlier about uh, how we, you know, deal with our girls. You know, I think a key thing to – a key – thing to do to have in your room is what I did this year is, I mean, I've done it every year, but I always had one girl and either she couldn't come back or, or she only lasts half the season or whatever. But I think it's important to get female coaches in there, you know, even if they're under my wing and they're learning because things that these girls, when they go through it, they're not going to come to, even though they, I have a great relation with them, there's just still some girl things that they want to be able to talk to girls about, you know? And that's why I'm, I'm super glad that I have Anna Castro and Jackie Quintana in my room now because, I mean, they, the girls adapted to them super quick, you know? And, I mean, I, I see them interacting with them and I, the girls love it, and you know? And I, I think it's that's important, you know, because they want to be able to sit down and have that female mentality version, you know, to be able to, to really interact with them. So I think that's important. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that's honestly, I think I 
I get a little bit further ahead with my girls because they, some of them think I'm gay before they start to get to know me. They kind of open up to me either way. And my daughter doesn't help with that either. She's always calling me right? but which is a bad. <laughs> she does use that term when she talks to me. Sometimes, like, oh gosh. The downside of having a child at a young age is you kind of allow them to have a mouth you probably wouldn't have with your kid parents. But, um, but I think you're right. I think having more females in the room. Uh, somebody that they can, somebody that they, because I mean, for us, it's easy for us to say, work your butt off even if you're having things going on. But when you have a female in the room, you really don't have an excuse, especially if they've been through it. It's it's really easy, you know, and we have some moms who are really, I think are, are pretty in tune with what wrestling takes and stuff like that. But the girls kind of look at them like, you didn't even wrestle, you don't know. But if you have a young lady in the room who has been through it, whether or not she's been successful, but has just been through the grind and has fought through it. There, there's a little bit more respect, I think, that goes towards that than just a, another guy coach telling them to shut up and get in there. So um, I agree. I agree too. I think that at, you know, hopefully, as we get more and more college programs in California too, they'll stay. You know, mm-hmm. like we want them to, or or to go out to college and come back to California. We want that too. I mean, as mm-hmm. as many women coaches as we can have, it it helps grow the sport. It helps the girls feel more comfortable it it helps everything i just like we've discussed before we just don't have that many that are kind of at that level that you know or or they got other things happening in life too you know i mean i mean there's definitely some things that that occur that that we don't have to worry about as men you know i mean there's there's a time clock for you for young ladies you know and there's 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 goals that they have to reach by certain times or or just it's not possible that was something that i talked to my daughter about when she was coming out of college and stuff and and her fiance is super, super supportive of her of her coaching wrestling, but she just didn't wasn't sure she wanted to get caught up in the drama and stuff like that. And, and unfortunately, one of her first tournaments was Jimmy's tournament, so it was kind of like, oh man, you know. But I, but she realized like, yeah, you know what? Like, it, if you really have a passion for it, you really care about the kids, like you know, that kind of stuff just takes a back seat. At the end of the day, we're all coaches; we're all there for the right reasons, um, you know, which is to help the kids and. Then, <laughs> Kind of bit in, and Jimmy, you got you had some talented girls coming back. I know your girls from Menlo came back, game all summer. Yeah. Uh, that's just just really you can't say nothing about that. It's just super helpful to have those girls in the room and just push oh, yeah. them. Especially when yeah. you have girls, because I feel like the baseline's going up every year. That those high school girls, the baseline's getting higher, and they're like challenging their upperclassmen sooner. You know, or they're coming yeah. in with the yeah. experience, and they and it's good to have those college girls in the room because. They, some some of the girls need those girls to, to push them, you know. Because yeah, them. no doubt about it. So, um, next topic I want to talk about was: What do you guys think about homeschooling your kids? Like, is it an advantage? Is it a disadvantage? I know um, some of the high level girls that we see at some point or another were homeschooled, and I mean, you can't overlook the fact that it give, opens up a lot of time for these kids. I mean, how do you guys? What do you guys think about that? Well, I mean, I, if it's allowed, I mean, and they take advantage of it, the only thing is that they're just not interacting and, and taking part in a lot of things that are going on in school. Like, I me, mean, I personally, I, I've seen the advantages where I personally wouldn't do it, you know, with my kid. But, um, you know, everybody has their reasons. And, and I, the stuff that they do with homeschooling, it's more like the, the schoolwork is easier 
and there's a lot of not a lot of uh, supervision, I should say. You know, they got to be responsible kids and responsible parents too, and everything. So I know teachers come by every once in a while because my oldest son, I homeschooled him for uh, the, his first semester of high school, his freshman year, <clears throat> but then we put him back in school the second semester. But I mean, I don't know. I I I, I don't have any feelings for it. Either way, the only thing is I think that the kids miss a lot of interacting with other kids, and you got you, you know I know there's a lot of knuckleheads out there or whatever, but you you got to be able to deal with those controversies, you know what I mean, and those barriers, and and grow as a, a as a young kid into young you 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 cover them all their years, and next you know they're out in the real world and they don't know how to react and they don't know how to adjust and they they. Who they gonna do? Call mom or dad? <laughs> you know, yeah. to help help them get out of a situation or whatever. But it's just real life interactions, man. You're, they're missing out on. But I know that they keep them busy. Probably there's people, some people that homeschool their kids because they have them training or doing extra training or whatever they're doing. But like I said, I, I teach his own. They can all do it. I just personally wouldn't do it with my kids because I think they'd be missing out on a lot of uh, important interactions with. Uh, you know, building memories and relationships with people that that could be for the rest of your life. Yeah. What do you think about it, Josh? Um, I think that it's got its definite advantages. You know, Michaela was home. Not she wasn't homeschooled last year, but she was like on a hybrid program where she did two periods at the school, and then uh, the other classes kind of like independent study, which she had a teacher she met with once a week. Uh, but it's it's her for her it was because she missed so much school. Hers is medical, right? Like it's yeah, not. Her, a yeah, hers was ours wasn't for training. It's you know she was in and out missing so much school that it was just kind of a better option. Plus, when she was feeling good, it gave us that freedom to leave a day earlier to go try or to go to some tournament we normally couldn't have gone to. You know, um, so that was that was a good thing. She's back in regular school this year, um, and. You know, it's it's got its pros and cons. The social aspect is a huge aspect that is missing in the in the homeschool part. Um, and then to have a, a high school age kid that you're going to homeschool him so you can train more. There's plenty of hours in the day to train for a kid going to school. Um, you don't need to have them lift twice in the morning and go run and then go to a regular high school practice and all that stuff. I think it's a little bit uh, overkill. I mean, if our if our senior level athletes aren't doing that, I, I don't think that we should have a high school kid going to do that. Yeah, and I kind of had this discussion with a buddy of mine. Uh, he's he had seven knee surgeries, you know, between the his two knees, and uh, I was sitting there. My, my little one was running running a race today at a, in Santa Monica. She's three years old, three and a half, and I said, "Yeah, you know, I'm trying to find the balance between um, starting stuff." To and starting it too late because I know for me, I can still run a 5K, a 10K, like whatever, but my body just hurts a little bit more. And I see these, these guys my age who started their athletic careers later, you know, and they're, they're out there doing triathlons and stuff. And I'm like, my body hurts. Like, there's no way. And it's like those guys, I think, started things late. You know, they, they didn't really have an athletic career in their high school years. So if you take these young kids in high school and you start, you know, Two a day in them on lifts and two a day in them on the on the wrestling and kind of what are their bodies going to look like by the time they get to college? You know, it's it's, it's got to take a toll, right? You know, on some level. So I don't know. That's just something I was thinking about today. 
uh, I have another one too. Um, about was um, CIF committees. CIF committees. Like, how do we get more information from them? I mean, do you? I mean, where do you get most of your information from, Josh? When you're when we're talking about you know new things coming up or whatever. I guess the forum or friends that are coaches. I were you know talking at tournaments. I guess you're saying like. Did you hear this? The weight certification is going to be this moved up to here now, or did you hear this? Did you hear that? And then some half of it's not true, and the other half might be true. But it's uh, I I don't even think we still have a set thing on what's going to happen at state, where Masters is going to be, um, any of that stuff. I think uh, when he comes back, Jimmy's on a on the CIF committee. At least he was last year. So at least. Maybe we'll have some inside track for that if they if they've even met this year. I don't, I I don't think they have, but I think they might have earlier. But um, but yeah, I mean that's kind of my thing too. Is that everybody tells you to refer to the forum, but the forum's not an official CIF website. No. You know? And as if I was a new coach or a new parent coming in, the first thing I would go to is a CIF website. There's no link or hyperlink to to uh, CIF. Uh, websites or anything like that. So for me, I think it'd be, you know, it's kind of hard to get information and there's no real direct way. Jimmy, we're just talking about, let's let Jimmy get his headphones in real quick, get it run off for a second. Yeah, go for it. So we're talking about CIF committees. Um, is there a better way for us to be getting our information? Because there's really, unless you know somebody, you're not, nobody's getting information until the last minute, you know? and. Well, well, here's, here's the way it's supposed to work. We we have our meetings, right? And have they had one this year yet? We had uh, no, we haven't had our, our pre one yet. Okay. Oh, actually, I'm sorry, we did, we did, because we talked about uh, you know uh, the decision of the state and regionals and what are we going to do about masters, etc. Well, you know, why, why don't you share some of that with us then, if you don't mind? I mean, can you share some of it with us? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we, we were we were talking about possibly going to a fifth because there's so many kids and it's a one day event, right? Hang on, so I'm, we're all right. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Your your internet kind of paused for a second. Can you repeat that again? Yeah, I said. Let me fix my buttons. Hold on one second. All right. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. All right, so we talked about possibly going to a, a five regionals versus the four that we currently have, um, and then re, you know finding a school that's going to be going to have a tour more towards the Orange County area, not the additional one, but just moving it. I don't know where we had it, where there was a Orange County one last year was a Tustin. I don't remember where it was, but talking about El Toro possibly. El, El Toro like was last year. Okay, so and apparently they did a good job. So we were talking about Toro doing again, and then I even offered um, uh, to run, you know, uh, like Masters because you know Masters going to be on the same day uh, as the boys. So the Catalines over at Roosevelt possibly wouldn't be able to do it because they have boys usually go to Masters. So um, it'd be hard if they're not there, and, you know. And then I also. I said, worst case, I'll run it at Roosevelt if we keep it there. 
you know, I don't, I don't mind doing that either because it's, it's a great venue. Um, so those are things we were turning around. Of course, a lot of stuff that happens on the state committee was being disseminated down to us by, you know, Rob Fro. Um, and that's how we found out about the three days. And we just had to make a decision. We just had to make a decision on uh, what day we were going to do regionals and what day we were going to do uh, finals, CI finals, which is what we call masters. So, um, which we decided what we were going to do, right? And then they were able to post that onto um, the schedule, which they did, so everybody could see. Okay. So, and the committee, committee, committee members like myself, like anybody that asked me, I told them. So, but I didn't go out there saying, hey, you know, right after we got out of the meeting, here's what we did, right? And here's what's going on. So, but a lot of people that, that know me, that hit me up, knowing that we had a meeting, uh, I told them, so let them know. And then when they posted it on the CIF website. Okay. Uh, so so just, in, just in case somebody does another website or whatever, what dates are we looking at then? For regionals, you're looking at what? Uh, for region, let me pull it up on my phone because I have it on my schedule already. Um, I should have it on my on my my wrestlers' uh, uh, sites already. So. <laughs> I'm on the phone. What's wrong with you? All right. Hey, come here, come here. Hey, come here. This is mine. Come here, baby. So you can see them, but uh, let me pull it up. <laughs> yeah, because we were talking about where do we go to get the information. We're just talking to you. Got, uh, it's a CIF SS.org. But which is very unuser friendly to navigate. Yeah. It's definitely a government website, even though they're not government. That I agree. So, um, regionals is February 9th. Okay. That's CF regionals. And then uh, CIF finals is February 15th and 16th. Okay. And then, and then state championships is February 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. So, is this the first time then that we're going to have all sections running a qualifying at the same time? Um, that's a good question because I was thinking because we move our season two weeks ahead, right? Yeah, that it kind of makes it a, a more of a level playing field, right? So, as far as the, the weight class, because I know there was a lot of controversy being talked about. I know people came up to me and called me and you know, left me a bunch of messages saying, Hey, how come that's fair? Because these other uh, uh, sections get to have theirs after us, so they can go whatever way they want to avoid us, right? Yeah. Some didn't need some, to avoid us. Someone didn't need to avoid us. Some it, it's just that was just a perception. So yeah. what can we do? I think it was. But, I think it was before you started Corona. We had a there was a parent from the southern section at West Covina who drove up to the SJ section and was taking pictures of the brackets, and they lost their mind. They called the cops. They said he was filming kids. They were doing all these things because they were furious that parents from the southern section drove up to the SJ section and were taking pictures of the uh, of the brackets, and they were furious. They were really mad. Oh, so I didn't, I didn't hear about that. I just heard about I just heard about the one parent that yelled at the ref for 
Let him weigh in. Let him weigh in. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they were working out, I guess, whatever, outside the... Oh, yeah. But anyway. I, I don't know. I saw, uh, I think I saw a video of that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but but yeah. So, so that, you know, those are the, those are the de definite dates, but um, as far as, you know, getting information out, normally, like I said, it has to be disseminated through and then posted on their site and then, you know, go from there. But So Jimmy, is CIF qualifier, as we're calling it, is that still going to be only first and second matter? And then... Yeah, yeah, who cares? Your daughter hasn't had any. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I can't hear you. Only, on. only, uh, first, only the qual once you qualify, the tournament's done. Which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the regionals? But yeah, the regional. Yeah, um, well, that's why they're trying to get it. They get the additional one that they can have true placings because I explained to them, like, uh, if you ever been to the boys, uh, La Costa Canyon freshman, you know, Southern California championships, right? Yeah. They have. They always have, and it's a one-day event, and they, they always come up with eight placers there, you know? And they have 32-man brackets over there. Uh, so um, we were talking about that, saying, hey, how come we can't do it like that to where you don't stop wrestling because, you know, normally it would be by rule the next person would advance if they hadn't hit their five matches, right? And the other one did doesn't disqualify them because they would still qualify if they already wrestled technically five matches they would qualify but as far as placing is concerned they still wouldn't have a head head and place in whatever you know versus honestly we, when they stopped at our, our regionals i was kind of disturbed by it but all i said was okay all these girls took third you know yeah. so, well my understanding too is that i mean and you guys could correct me if i'm wrong we could go over five matches in the postseason, right? Uh, from what I remember, it was one additional match on postseason, like additional match, like a six match. But I, I thought I read that somewhere, but yeah, but I, I, could, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it, so the max matches was left at five. But what's his name? Uh, ruled because they called Glenn, and then they called uh, Dwayne Morgan, and he said it doesn't matter. It's it's not a true. See, because it's girls wrestling or something, it's not a true qualifier. Uh, it's it's not really postseason. It's just like kind of like a league final to get you to the next phase anyway. So it doesn't matter, okay. and it can't be wrestled. Is what they told our CIF or our whatever we're calling it. Okay, and, and it shouldn't affect them as far as like seating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because because they haven't really been head to head. So because they kind of treat it somewhat like um. Kind of like a league finals, so to speak, right? That's like that's like the girls' league finals versus giant league finals. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on what regional you're in. You go up north, but last like before this year, and it was like, dude, there was nothing. There was there was brackets that were just sad. So, well, in the northern section, right? That was. Yeah. Well, and then, how, what are they going to do with that? Also, Jimmy, the the fact that well, there's ten schools. I think I came out to there was ten schools or ten. Tents. I, I don't remember exactly uh, that we're moving up to the central. Right. Uh, so, and then, you know, from there. So, 
but like I said, we're still we're still in abundance of wrestlers in the seventh section. So creating a, a, a fifth one that we we're talking about and then saying, okay, we're going to have, you know, top five like we do, you know, the boys, right? Have top five or top six. It, it wasn't really definitive. We were just throwing some stuff around like, what, what should we do? And who would do the fifth one? And that, that's my offer. I'll do a fifth one too, I said, because us and Hillcrest, we beat each other up every regionals, you know, and I don't wouldn't mind separating us and ha us having our own regional and and we'll take some of the Orange County people that are on the border right there, you know, like Canyon, Tustin, all them, right? They can come to us and then further south, they would have uh, their own. Jimmy, we just got a question right now online. Uh, girls wrestling boys in the postseason. Oh, you're not supposed to. That because we have their CS sanction now. Girls are CS sanctioned, so they should be wrestling in the, the girls division. They should be, or that they have no, to? I, from what I understand, it was required to. They can wrestle during any other tournaments, you know, but uh, from what I understood, it's not supposed to be allowed in league finals for any CI qualifier or any postseason or anything like that it, because because they're sanctioned, but, but they can't do both. So I think the gray area was, yeah, if they do that, right? Then they, they have go, to stay with boys. They have to right? stay. They have to stay there. They, in other words, they couldn't go to a boys' league. Then, if they don't qualify, then they go to a girls' regionals. They can't do that. Okay. And then another question we just got right down too was: At what age? I don't mean to cut you guys off, but at what age should girls stop wrestling boys? Like to me, uh, I don't know. That's a that's a tough question because there's some yeah. girls that like Christy that comes from Menlo and she comes in my room and <laughs> she comes and wrestles with my boys still. So yeah. that's I really hard. I think the lighter weights, honestly, the, the it, it's usually the lighter weights. It's all good, you know. Maybe one six six one six one oh six one thirteens, but usually from from when it goes up, I mean, depending on the caliber wrestler, but. It's just apples and oranges. It's hard to really, you know, compare because the, the the strength is is different. You know. Yeah, I would I would say too. Like, yeah, I think competing against the boys. Unfortunately, nah. a lot of states a lot of states don't have sanctioned girls wrestling, so they got to wrestle the boys. But if I had a choice, like in California, I would say you know what? There's enough wrestling in high school for the girls, even if you're dominating. That you know what. Get get some other partners. Go tra train at some other against some of the other top girls in your area. I know we talked about maybe uh, rotating the Somar practices with some of the other um, clubs in the area. Maybe head over to Pounders and then have like have Pounders come over to Somar. Have Somar go over to Pounders. Then we both go over to somewhere else, you know, and train there. Um, even go to Sacramento, you know, if Mario wants to run a practice, have our girls go up there, practice with them, and just get some cross training in. But Competing wise, I think high school is kind of the limit. You know, yeah, I agree. Competing, I agree. competing. Um, if you can, I mean, if you're in California, yeah, it's definitely different than other states. But if you can, I would think that that would be the time to do it. Um, all right, fellas, should we uh, should we get into these uh, rankings for this year? Uh, we're looking at what Josh one eleven one sixteen. Yeah, one eleven one sixteen. All right, let's bring these bad boys up. We have a lot of movement, I think, especially uh, even at, in our section. I think there's a lot of movement. Uh, a lot of girls graduated in these weight classes, I think. 
Um, yeah, and like we talked about before, this is kind of just like where they left off last year if we froze time and we're eliminating the graduating girls and leaving them at the same weight class until uh, someone tells us differently and we see it. Yeah, so uh, last year's placings for 111 was Aleda Martinez, a, uh, just a hammer and just a staple. Um, uh, then you had uh, Ashley Venegas from Mount Whitney. Just She just came out. Huh? I mean, I don't think any, I think people kind of either forgot about her or she just had a coming out party in the postseason because she kept a very tough Charlotte Cremusian from getting into state this year. Um, then you graduate Roslyn Chang. Uh, Savannah Kidu comes up. Um, Samantha Berrion from Hemet, the ninth grader, uh, who had a coming out party at state. She was the Southern Section 7, places fifth at state. Very tough weight class. Then you had uh, Julie Tran from James Logan, uh, who graduated. Uh, and then Esmeralda Arroyo from Elk Grove graduated. And then Carolina Johnson from uh, North Salinas graduated. So really, just in 111s, you have one, two, three girls back. Everybody else graduates. So um, that's going to be a weight class. I think it's kind of up for grabs. Um, who was in the blood round that round, Josh? Do you know? I don't know, but I know that uh, I potentially will yeah. have, a girl, have a girl that will uh, yeah. was it damage. Was she 111 or was she 116 last year? She was 116, but uh, she's she's actually a 108 pounder. She's a 106 pounder. Well, I mean, we all know like once a girl gets to a corona room, once a girl gets to a corona room, she's two weight classes below where she was somewhere else. She's, are you saying corona is like the Oklahoma State of girls high school? Yeah, I would, I would say that. I mean, <laughs> Jimmy, she, Jimmy gets them she, down. She's going to be either one. She's definitely going to be 111s, but uh, depending where girls fall, I'm going to have her in the tougher weight class, whether it's going to be 108s or 113. I'm gonna, that's where she's going to be. Wherever the toughest is of those two, that's where she So you think, though, even – she's a senior this year, right? Yeah. She's a senior this year? So you don't subscribe to the idea, then, of just getting a state title. You're one of these no, guys man. That, that you would rather get a, a – place a third in a state tournament of tough of a tough weight class than to win a state title at a weaker weight class well no i i have to battle test her i, I i'm gonna battle test her and get her ready i mean we, we already put a lot of work in she had suhei to work with until suhei left to college suhei and rosie actually mm -hmm. um so you know we we uh she's already transformed i mean we let's put it this way we went to fresno where we wrestled tara hoffman and we majored her 10 to 2, second in the state at 116. And it wasn't that far of a gap between the state tournament, right? It was pretty no. close to that state tournament. Well, no, it was April, right? It was. Oh, so you're talking freestyle folk style? No, it was folk style. We wrestled folk style that, against. Oh, yeah, so that was still March then. That was still March. Oh, yeah, March. Yeah, March. so. That's um, still close. Yeah, so, I mean, and and that's with her out of shape. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. That was, um, so on, on whoever's coming back, there's not many that lost in the blood round. There's Lexus Medina at Northview. She was a SS four that was lost in the blood round. She's going to be a senior this year. Yeah. And she's tough. Cause she, she's, we, she, we, placed we, in, we, she placed in Oklahoma. I think she, yeah. Six, yeah. And, 
And she gave Kidu a, a tough match, like in the first rounds, like one of the yeah. first rounds too. Yeah, so, Rosie Rosie Chang squeezed by her for third place, third fourth. Yeah, so I think did, did Chang knock her out in the in the blood round? No, 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 she she took fourth, we took third. Okay. So, oh, oh, you could do, yeah, could do, yeah. So yeah. No, no, I'm talking about Medina. Medina? Oh, you are talking about at state, yeah, state, state. Rosie pinned Kadu in the first round. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, because I, I was looking at that right now, like no, she pinned her. Um, and then uh, Baragon from Hemet, dude, that girl's tough. Yeah, she she came out of nowhere, man. I mean, she, I mean, we know all knew who she was because she wins some matches, lose some matches, but she turned it up, man, when she needed to turn it up, and and that's what matters, <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's why they say Masters is the the qualifying tournament, man. And then everybody's zero zero at state, man, and she proved that. Yeah, you know? and then and then uh, I don't know what happened. You might have a better idea, but Rhea Prasad defaulted to Rosie, who was the SS one and the two seed at state. She defaulted in the blood round, and she's going to be a senior this year. So yeah, she didn't want. That's because she didn't want to wrestle us, man. Because we we almost beat her at Masters. She beat us. One, she beat us one nothing. She beat, <laughs> so she, she, so she, she won. She defaulted she out of state. I won two versus taking an L. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, man. Rosie was ready for her. Uh, he's arguing the strength of a loss. I love that when a, when a coach does that. He's like, yeah, we got, a, we got a strong loss on that one. We're coming in, though. Yeah, we didn't even get a lot. We didn't even get a win. We got a default. That's better. It, that's even that's six points. That's six points. That's, I mean, come on. Dude. Yeah, that's oh, a pin in, in points. That's <laughs> a pin. And the, and the key is, you know, yeah, because – it's not like a, a, a buy where you had to win the next one, even though she pinned the next one anyways, you know? Yeah. I mean, she, uh, she pinned her way to third place. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that separated you from Menlo Atherton uh, for, in the team race too. So, right. Right. Um, so yeah, so that's going to be a pretty open weight class. I mean, one eleven coming in with, uh, with, uh, Ashley Venegas at one and could at two. Um, and then Baragon at three, then, then you're kind of, and then it's just open. Like, wow, that's pretty tough. One sixteen though is a little bit of a different situation. You got a great course. Well, you gotta remember though, hey, you might have Missy at elevens too because uh, she made a hard cut to make eights last year, and it was pretty rough towards towards the end of the season. Yeah. So, and she, she was pretty big in the offseason. She season. might, she might go, she might go elevens next year. So, or this year rather. I would like to see Missy against the against uh, Venegas. I think that would be a really good match and. Uh, Kadu and, and Missy had had a had a little bit of history from the. I, I don't think, yeah, I, I they they couldn't compare her. That day that that Kadu and Missy got DQ'd in that match out at Santa Ana, uh, Missy was beating her by eight points. And that's a negative. Uh, Missy got in on a shot, and no, sorry, Kadu got in on a beautiful shot. Then you had right, about I a, saw that. You I saw a, that. You had a minute and a half scramble, and then Missy took her down, and then Missy started down. And then they got into that same that scramble situation, and then she folded her in half, like it was kind of a weird scramble. She folded her half, was just literally just holding her ankles over her head, and then the ref blew the whistle. And Missy, I like Missy, dude. She's tough, and she kind of like got up off the ankle, and Kadu was like not having it, and like gave it to her, and then Missy went at her, and then it was like boom. Broke it up, so it wasn't an eight zero match. Oh but no, no, was, I was up by eight points, but I, I was looking at the score. I didn't see what happened until they got DQ'd. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I went to look at the score, so unless they were changing the, the things no, was, around was, because they got disqualified or whatever, yeah, no, but I saw it. Yeah, no, it was, that. it was it was closer than that. It was it wasn't a it wasn't an eight point match, but it was 
I mean, it was great scramble in the very beginning. Um, but yeah, it wasn't an eight, an eight point match by any stretch, but it was, it was a great scramble. I, I like seeing fire too. I'm not going to like, I like seeing girls with some spunk, you know, and well, I, I, honestly, I like to do, and she, she, she got an attitude. Yeah. They, like that's what I, I, that's, that's really like, <laughs> cause could do, she had kind of a, um, Matt Fur pointed her out to me before she got, before she started coming, really coming to herself. And he was like, you see this girl over here? I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, some boy did something to her at a tournament and she gave it to him. Like she, she threw hands on him. And I was like, whoa, like that's, you know, that's pretty, you don't see that often, you know, but she's, she's a no frills kind of girl. She comes from good family. Uh, but yeah. So, but back to this weight class. So you, you have Corsa who, who graduated at 16, uh, Oathman graduated. You got Valdivia coming in at freshman third. Um, you got uh, Mendoza from Selma coming in. She'll be a, a junior this year um, at fourth. Uh, you have Nia Gaines from Bear Creek, uh, who's, a, I believe, an All-American nationally, too. Uh, she'll be coming in. She took fifth. Uh, then the Desiree Lopez uh, from Folsom graduated. Then you have Gonzalez, uh, Gloria Gonzalez from Paramount, and Priscilla Ramirez. I heard a rumor that Gonzalez was going to be dropping. That's what I, that's the rumor that I heard. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but yeah, well, I know I know Coach Javier is not there anymore. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, and and he he gave those that that program another year. He he really cares about that program. It just yeah. he's been doing it for a while. He's been talking about trying to find somebody yeah. to take it over, and, and unfortunately he's gone. And and that program, uh, hopefully they get somebody who's who's invested in it as much as he was because. Good guy, super good guy. Those girls are lucky. So we're looking at um, uh, Adriana Lopez at one. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, I'm at the wrong, wrong week list. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're looking at uh, Alyssa Valdivia at one, Melly Mendoza at two, Naya Gaines at three, Gloria Gonzalez at four, Priscilla Ramirez at five, and then it's kind of open from there. Um, I know Heaven Herrera's had kind of a tough draw. She had. Rory Carsa um, in the quarters, I think. She'll be she'll be towards the top of the podium this year, no doubt about it. And she, she, her, she works hard, man. Yeah. She be, and she has a lot of passion. So yeah. I, I, she's, for anybody that has any doubts about her, I, I think she's going to come through and and make her make her mark. Yeah. And then she came back in the, in the, in the bracket and then she had a phase Mendoza. So it was kind of like boom, boom, you know, just a, a bad draw, you know, and you kind of fall into that situation where it's like, darn, okay, you got took took that loss. So she lost to Rory in the quarters, and then lost to Mendoza after that. So it's kind of like just one of those things. So I think she'll probably be in the, in that ranking. Um, anybody else you guys got? Maybe climbing the there's, hill. There's a freshman, Greta Gustafson. Uh, she, oh, she's a soft. More this year, she all American in Fargo. I know that. I don't know where she's from. SCZ. I don't know where that is. Yeah, let me see here. Uh, Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Okay, that's Santa the one Cruz. Mario was talking about. I think Mario was talking about her. Yeah, there she's coming back. Um, let's see who else lost in the blood round. Those are two seniors. Well, what what weight is uh, Kitty Gomez? She's that's, gonna be one of. Six one eleven. Uh, I think she's, nah, she's too big. Be eleven or sixteen. I think, yeah, but we'll see. I, I, I agree. She's too big for. I think she might even be big for one elevens. I think she might even be big for one eleven. So I don't know about one o six. I seen her. 
her size. I heard you. Yeah, listen for her. You're the only one here. Right. Yeah, let me drive that away by myself. And then so um yeah, so I think that's gonna be kind of how they fall out. No disrespect to anybody else. Obviously, we don't want to make anybody feel like we're overlooking them. Um, and anybody who wants to like kind of drop in some hints on girls to watch out for, we're, we always welcome that also. So we want to make sure that nobody feels like we're, we're slighting anybody or anything like that, or overlooking. This is just kind of how they fell out. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, so that's kind of how I, how I see things. You know, when we take out the seniors, that's kind of how things look. And what about uh, in the southern section, though, since we have what's for all southern section guys? And uh, let's see here 106 is, I'm sorry, 111's, uh, Prasada. Claire Garcia graduated. Rosalind Chain graduated. Um, Alexis Medina is still there. Ariel Guzman graduated. Uh, the girl from Valley View, uh, Gabrielle uh, Gaglin. Gaglin. You guys know what grade she was yeah. in? Yeah. I don't know what grade she is, but I know what you're talking about. Then you have Samantha Barragon and Samantha Martinez. So I think they would slide up pretty quick from there, mm -hmm. right? With all those girls leaving in the middle. Yeah, here. Go get my charger going, charge it. And then, uh. Mercy, hi. It's kind of, I think it's going to happen. This is, my, this is my superstar here. This is my little champion here. This is Aaliyah. Yeah, I mean. she, is she the cheerleader? Yeah. Yeah. She's checking my phone right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So, you guys got anything else? No man, I uh, but I of the sixteens, I got I got a, a sophomore that's gonna be pretty tough. So I think she had a, she had to do some damage this year. I'm, nobody knows who she is, but perfect. She'll she'll be known. Secret weapon. She yeah yeah. Jimmy's, Jimmy's cool enough though. We're like they're not secrets forever. He like he puts them out right. right off the bat. You know, because uh, I asked some key girls I wanted to, to to meet first, and then. Then people will say, "Oh, damn, who's this girl?" And I told her, "That's what you're gonna do." It's a little, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. I told her, but she's been working hard since okay. last year. Since she, well, she's actually been with me since she's seventh grader. Hey, we uh, just we just had a live request to put uh, Bowers the main screen on Bowers because it's very entertaining for him to get yelled at by his wife. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did I, I say it all the time, man. My my wife definitely runs the show, so. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, she was telling me I'm a bad dad because I didn't feed my kid. <laughs> ah, could be worse. Oh, that was Richard Valdivia, right? <laughs> so I just saw his text. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but alrighty, fellas. Well, I think that's it for today. I think everybody's tired of hearing us flap our gums. We'll be right. back. Uh, I'm going to try to see if we could talk to Fernando Serrato. Maybe he wants to come on and talk about the future issues, where they've been, where they're going, and then uh, we've got some other talent coming through. Uh, any, anything, you, Anybody you guys might want to hear, too, let me know, and we'll, again, anybody who watches the podcast who is always welcome to suggest who we should or shouldn't have on, so that way we can uh, keep everybody happy. So, Yeah, don't forget... We're on iTunes and Google Play. Like and share it, and you know, listen to it on on your commute. Hey, Richard, talking all this smack. How come he wasn't on right today? What's going on? <laughs> Richard's a little busy. That's all. So oh, yeah. I'm sure he'll be on soon. He'll be on soon. So all right, oh, he, guys. Oh, he's yeah. at Roll. 
He's at Pounders practice or something? Yeah, he's <laughs> Pounders practice is interfering with uh, podcast I mean, time. I mean, hey, I, I don't know why he wouldn't just make the extra 20-minute drive, right? Right, uh, Jimmy? And just put on the put on the red, buddy. Put on the scarlet and gold and go out there and, and get it done. Um, it, it, does, it doesn't make sense to me either. <laughs> by, by the way, um, September 15th, we got, we're going to start our, our, uh, our uh, series again. Where we're going to have the draft duels. So we're going to do September 15th, September 22nd with Jimmy over at Corona. Then uh, September 29th, uh, we'll be at Santa Ana. And I think we'll probably do the duels on October 6th, which is supposed to be the Fortnite duels. But I think I'm going to make it an individual turn or the dual tournament for the, uh, for the draft duels. So um, put that in there too. And with the draft duels, have you ever done it, Josh? You've been on the draft duels? Or you no. see what we do? So basically what we do is we just, uh, we take the brackets from the tournaments and the host, the host schools become uh, draft coaches. And so they draft their fantasy lineups from the brackets. And we actually, we'll probably do it on a podcast actually. I have to do a separate podcast for the draft and we go do it on Facebook live. So the girls can see they're getting drafted as it's going on. And then the coaches give us a team name and team colors. I know Jimmy before you were a heroes and villains, right, Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah. So we had like we we make up shirt short and singlets for the girls when they come out and wrestle a takedown dual tournament. So it's kind of fun. I think the girls really like it. They they seem to it gets pretty loud. So uh it's a good way for the girls to kind of do what Jimmy was saying, where you get the girls together with people they won't usually work with or anything and they, they just kind of get to know each other. Yeah, and I had I had girls on four different teams, so <laughs> Yeah. And then they yeah, at that time. At that so time, where, what's that? Where are the the three locations you got so far? So it'll be September fifteenth at uh, Birmingham High School, uh, September twenty second at uh, Jimmy's High School at Corona, and then uh, uh, Santa Ana on the 29th. and then um, the duels will probably be on October sixth at um, Cerritos. So. Unless we add another date or something like that, maybe um, I don't know. Another school wants to jump on board. I know Matt Fur is usually down because he likes to get a team, and uh, it's just fun. I think the coaches have a good time with it, and uh, the girls. That, that's kind of what coming out party too for a lot of the younger girls because we had like Valdivia was on there as a, as a seventh grader, and she got to wrestle some state placers that you know had some good matches with and stuff like that. And so it's just fun, a fun way to get the kids out there, kind of start the season off on a fun note. So before they get into those regular tournaments and stuff. So we're working on that together. So, all righty. But again, everybody, we're on Google Play. We're on iTunes. Please make sure that you um, you um, follow us, like us, uh, subscribe to us, all that good stuff. All right? Thanks a lot. Here we go. Playing it out. Here, fellas. <laughs> <laughs>